0: I was a school SLP for 14 years where I specialized in language, literacy, and executive functioning and also held various teaching, leadership, and research roles. Now, I am the host of the DeFacto Leaders Podcast on the B Podcast Network where I help school therapists, teachers, and administrators be leaders on their school teams no matter their job title. Today, I wanted to talk about scaffolding, both how we use it when we are teaching students as well as how we can use it ourselves to help us feel successful, to help us feel productive, as well as to make sure that we are leaving time for restorative activities. So scaffolding is really about providing support. When we think about the scaffolding in a building, the scaffolding is the structure in the building that makes it solid and strong. So when we are providing scaffolding, when we're teaching, we are providing that support that provides the right balance of challenging kids, but also helping them feel supported so that they have the right level of discomfort without getting extremely frustrated and dysregulated. So... When we are thinking about scaffolding for kids, ways that that can often look is that we might be strategically chunking concepts. So we're teaching a little bit at a time, understanding how much they can handle. We might be strategically increasing the difficulty level of a task and what we're presenting to them, what we're asking them to do or maybe we might be giving them a difficult task and providing them support and cueing as they are completing that task, and then gradually we're fading that support so that they're more and more independent. We might be doing this with academic concepts, but we might also be doing this in a way that helps students to understand how to motivate themselves and to self-regulate their behavior. So for example, we might be showing them that they have to do a little bit of work and then they might get a brain break or they might get to do something fun because that is an important concept that we as adults know how to do. We know how to fulfill our obligations and our responsibilities before we do the things that are reinforcing and fun. So we're providing some structure in our schedule so that we're modeling that same concept to kids as they're moving through their day. Now I support a lot of clinicians and educators in getting these things in place in classrooms and in therapy rooms as well as coaching other people in their building to make sure these supports are in place. But sometimes I get the question of, what if the adults also need some support and scaffolding? Who's providing the scaffolding for the adults? Kids with developing brains need some assistance putting the scaffolding in place, but adults learn to modify their environment and their behaviors so that they are putting the scaffolding in place for themselves. But what happens if you're an adult And you're not quite sure how to provide scaffolding for yourself so that you can make sure that you get all of your things done and so that you feel more organized and productive, as well as make time for the things that are important to you. So the first way is through systems and routines. When you create systems and routines, it minimizes the cognitive fatigue required to get through your day. You might have a routine for brushing your teeth or taking a shower or getting ready in the morning. That routine doesn't require you to think about what you need to do next. You just get up and do it. So the more that you can create those systems and routines and protocols for some of those mundane things that you can do throughout your day, and stick to when you actually do them, the more scaffolding you're going to be providing for yourself, and that means you're going to free up cognitive bandwidth for more creative things. The other way is through tools. Now I recommend setting up your systems and routines first, so creating the structure in your schedule of when you're going to do things, deciding do I need to get some of my things done first thing in the morning so that I don't have them hanging over my head, figure out what you're going to do and what your systems are going to look like. And then you can start putting in different tools. So this would be things like productivity apps, reminders on your phone. I recommend building the systems first and then figuring out what tools, apps, Other applications that you might need. This could even be things as simple as paper planners. So figure out what you want your routine to look like. And then that can inform what tools you use to actually make it happen. Then a third thing that you can do to provide scaffolding is enlist people. So this could mean being aware of the people that you surround yourself with, Are there people who have routines that you want to be doing? Well, then you probably want to be around those people more often. For example, this is why there are so many workout groups and communities that you can join. It can be easier to stick to routines if you have other people that are there for accountability. And it can also remind you of what you want to be doing. Another benefit to enlisting other people is that sometimes it gives you A specific thing on your calendar that you have to show up for. So for example, it's like scheduling a workout with a friend versus just saying, I'm going to get up and work out at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Now, obviously, it's great if you have the ability to motivate yourself to stick to those timelines, but if you do find that it's hard to motivate yourself without having something specifically on the calendar, sometimes it can help to put bumpers into your day. So for example, maybe if you want to make sure that you get up early in the morning, you schedule an appointment with another person early on and that gets you up and moving. And then maybe if you want a hard stop at a certain time, and then you also might set some meetings throughout the day to create some structure. Now, another concept that has been kind of interesting that I've seen utilized in online communities is the concept of the co-working session. And this is where you just show up and you log into a Zoom call and you work just on whatever it is that you need to work on. So the in-person version of this is that you could just almost have a little study group with a friend. So maybe you're just showing up together and working on something side by side without actually talking. So this is something else that I've seen people do to help them to work through some of those things that, might not be super fun to work on, but just devoting time on your calendar to work on this and using some other person for that additional accountability so that you both make sure that you get your work done. So again, the way that we can create scaffolding for ourselves as adults is that we can utilize systems, people, and tools. Thanks for listening. And whatever role you have in education, we have a podcast for you at bpodcastnetwork.com. Who among your friends and colleagues needs to hear this message today? Please share it with them right now. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.